Hey, I'm Charmaine. Hey, I'm Evie. And together, we're going through it. Two women going through it, sharing our vulnerabilities to spark thought, self-progression and change. Let's get it! Let's get it! All right. Well, thank you to everyone who has listened to our first episode. Thank you so much for the support. We appreciate you so much. We were seriously overwhelmed by all the listeners and the love and the support that we got. Like, just crazy. Mm, We we love love you. you. And we can't wait to share our journey um and we can't wait for you guys to embark on the next few episodes with us yeah we're getting in the nitty-gritty now guys Mm. we're fucking delving in diving in trey songs i'm about to dive in i love that song bro yes we yeah (laughs) we go on the outside and going in hey hey Bitch, I'm going in. Bitch, I'm going in. I love that you remember this. Do you remember that little Wayne song? (laughs) Today, I'd like to introduce our first topic, which is fear and decentering yourself from it. Yes. And this is going to be a big one. We all experience fear in one way or another, and it's a completely human trait that we all possess. Um, but we don't necessarily have to let fear control our lives, Mm. which is why I think it's awesome to bring that to light, um, and talk about it because when we talk about it and we get a better understanding, we can then learn how to deal with it in a better way. Yeah. hundred percent. So Evie, what is fear? So I think the best way to kind of like start this is the classic dictionary example well definition of what fear is so fear is the emotional state or the emotions that you experience through a real physical threat like a lion standing in front of you or it can be through a perceived uh, threat or anticipation and expectation of a future threat so that's kind of like oh but what if the lion will get me. What if this happens? So there's two kind of components to it. Um, And yeah, that is fear at like the really basic dictionary level. Um, But there are so many aspects to it and to fearful thought. And we're going to jump into what actually happens on uh, the cellular level and um, what actually happens in your brain when um, when you have fearful thoughts. Oh, I'm so excited for this. It's so juicy. (laughs) Yeah. So I think like the first question I want to ask you is just while we're like thinking about what fearful thought is and, um, you know, what irrational or rational fear is, when was the last time you, Charmaine, had irrational or rational fearful thoughts? Mm, okay, well, I'll start off with a rational because I think that is just so hilarious because we all have one. And like, I would say it's mostly towards like predatory animals. So like when I was a kid, I would just like watch like nature documentaries and like would love them. But like, obviously, there would be like reptiles and like 
you know, that like, like alligators or crocodiles and snakes and like living in Australia, you have to be aware of these predatory animals that live in your backyard. We didn't, we didn't grow up in a town that had like alligators or crocodiles necessarily, but snakes for sure. Um, and at a young age, like my parents used to just tell me like, you know, snakes are so venomous and they're like gonna bite you and like, you know, you could die. And so like, I'd always been afraid of like snakes and I'd just be like, oh my God, they're just so hideous. They're so mean. Like they just want to hurt you, you know, growing up. And now that I'm older, one of my friends has a um, jungle python. And at first I was like, oh my God, it's a bit creepy. But then I held it and it was just like, seriously, the most peaceful, like snake did not bite me. And it was just like doing its thing. So I think when you, and like, I, you know, researched up on like snakes and you know found that you know more than likely they only attack when they feel like they're vulnerable or when they like Mm. they need to protect themselves and um I just yeah like I would like be on my like friend's property and be like oh my god I don't want to walk out into your paddock because a snake's gonna bite me but that's like an Mm. irrational fear like but they never would because snakes actually feel um, vibration in the ground and they would more likely escape and try to run away than actually fucking attack you. <laughs> mm. So, you know, mm. that's like, you know, a rational pre-programming to say, you know, like you should be aware and be fearful of these animals, but yet the, the threat to you is, you know, like a 1% threat. You know, if you stood mm-hmm. on its tail, if, if you actually stood on it, it would probably fuck you up. But like, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. But before you before you kind of did the research and the study um, about it, it was a like a consuming fear, like a fear mm-hmm. that was like, fucking don't go anywhere near that thing. Yeah. Or just like you had no kind of emotion other than fear like there was no curiosity or like other sort of yeah. sort of thing because it was just fear being like not nah, what if a snake bites you what if what if what if exactly and mm. it, and it just like puts you off it like fear definitely stops you in your tracks and mm, doesn't make 100%. you want to move forward yeah, yeah creates anxiety creates like panic and yeah. it is a it is a flight or f- flight or fight sensation in your body so um we'll go into more about that soon but your body doesn't really know the difference between an actual physical threat of a lion or a snake standing right in front of you and you having that thought of actually what if a lion standing in front of me and that build up of that um fearful thought and thinking so your body will react excuse me will react and um respond in the same way of flight or flight, like that is an actual physical threat standing in front of you. So it can be consuming. Mm, definitely. 100%. It's insane. But, you know, I love snakes now. I would love to have a snake. <laughs> you conquered that fear. I love I it. Did. I love it. Um, but also I would say like a rational fear would be like vulnerability. And that's due mm. to like time and time again, maybe like vulnerability, like within my emotions. So like time and time again, I would be like open about how I felt. 
And then like, you know, whoever it was that I was open and like, you know, honest with, they would just shut me down and make me feel like a terrible person or just like, you know, it just created a negative um, outlook on or a negative emotion towards um, just being foregoing and upfront. In mm. some, in and some created instances. a fear in you of being like, well, I don't want to be vulnerable because I'm scared of that. Yeah. Is that like kind of, yeah. It's just like yeah. I'm just scared of like um, being like shut down and like not um, like, I guess, yeah, just, just like I'm just scared of like what will happen after I become – vulnerable because it's like I have to be the one to protect myself or like Mm. I'm I always think like how did I not see that sooner like how did I not know you know and you know the the fact is you're not gonna fucking know everything in life you know exactly yeah that's yeah that's it so that's like one of my fears that I would think is rational, but like some people may perceive it as irrational because they probably don't have a problem with vulnerability. Yeah. And I think it's important to also realize that like that rational fear of maybe being vulnerable to a wider audience and opening yourself up and, and, you know, having that fear can then become irrational. Mm. So if it's something that is continually coming up for you and you experience anxiety uh, and fearful thought and if it's something that always continues to happen, like that can start to become irrational because you don't know if, you know, your what-ifs are actually true and most of the time they're not. You Mm. know, it's just a thought and a feeling that we have and we freak out about because of past conditioning, fear conditioning, which Mm. is the segue into sort of the next thing that we want to talk about, about, um, about fear conditioning. Yeah. What happens like on the cellular level? Um, so with fear conditioning and like, this is exactly what you were just describing. So, you know, you had tried to be vulnerable maybe in your childhood or as you were growing up and you were consistently shut down and not, uh, not, taken as seriously um whenever you wanted to be vulnerable and then that created like a fear response in you about like oh I'm fearful now of of being vulnerable because every time I try to be I'm shut down so basically if we're going right down to the nitty-gritty fear is processed through the sensory cortex of your brain and out through the amygdala that amazing word that I absolutely love (laughs) so In a traumatic experience, we can create like fear conditioning through a neural pathway in your brain going from the sensory cortex through your amygdala, which will then cause, you know, panic, um, autonomic nervous system response like sweating, increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, and that really like um, anxiety ridden feeling that you get when you kind of have these intense fearful thoughts. So this neural pathway from the sensory cortex to your amygdala, once you've kind of had that traumatic experience and you've had that, uh, that thing that creates that pathway in your brain, 
it's quite hard to change that. It's, it's now set in your brain. It's a pathway that your neurons will continue to fire on and you'll continue to kind of have that what if and that really, I guess, that fear conditioning response to a certain thing. So for you, vulnerability. Um, yeah, that's basically what happens to fear in the brain and how fear is processed. That is so insane. It's, um, I remember you sending me the little video yesterday and (laughs) that was really cool to see how it gets activated and, um, how it gets processed through those little neural pathways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to understand that sometimes getting over your fears or getting over your anxieties is really fucking difficult and Mm. that makes sense and don't discredit yourself you know if you're trying to get over a fear or an anxiety and you're like just getting fed up with yourself fuck this takes forever (laughs) like i why why aren't i normal it's like what's happening in your brain is you have this pathway that's so embedded in your neurons so um think of like a highway that's really well traveled. That's what's happening in your neurons. You know, like you're traveling along that well-traveled highway. uh, And what you've actually got to do is create a new side road for yourself Mm. that you're now going to follow. But that takes a while. That takes at a cellular level that does take practice and learning and unlearning a different way of seeing things. Mm. And if fear and all you've known is, you know, trauma in your childhood and fear that you've carried with you those uh those neural pathways take forever to forge and we we need to realize that we're human at the end of the day um and that it's normal what you're experiencing this fear and this anxiety Mm, definitely i feel like everyone has at least you know a handful of fears if not a whole fucking ton of them you know it's completely normal in the, the human lifetime to be fearful. But I guess if you're willing to put in the work and do that inner work, you know, you, you may receive, you know, certain benefits from working on mm. that. Um, and, you know, maybe a better lifestyle or, you may feel happier because you have conquered a certain fear. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm. And we'll go into it on the next session after the break about how to actually create those new neural pathways in your brain and what you can do to kind of change your perspective on fear and, and reduce the amount of times you have this fearful thought. So for those who do want to make a change and, you know, stop living in in such a fearful mindset in certain situations in their lives, what are, what's like the process to changing our fearful thoughts? So this is where we kind of jump into the real nitty gritty of fear and how the heck do we create that new neural pathway in our brain? Because that's really what we're doing. We're creating a new pathway in our brain so that instead of reacting out of our normal fear conditioning through that uh, neural pathway I was talking about before, 
we're now creating that new side road of the highway and we're creating fear extinction. So a new neural pathway that will help us. So this kind of gets into the little particulars and I will describe what's in our title, which is decentering. Um, but first, I want to lead with a little quote that um, Russell Brand has said about fear. Love that man. Wow, what a man. He's so amazing. Yeah, what a man. So he says um, that fear is an inability to identify entirely with the awareness. So you are not your sensations or your thoughts. You are, in fact, your awareness of those. I love mm. that. Like, that is exactly what I I resonate with. So when I'm having these fearful thoughts and I'm having this anxiety thoughts, like, I don't want to have those thoughts and I don't look at myself like, all right, that's me and I'm just this fearful person. Like, that's not what I want to do I want to Mm. create a new me you know I want to create a new way of looking at that and we can because we aren't our thoughts we aren't our um Mm. we don't have to act on those thoughts and we're not our anxieties and our fears um we can change that and another awesome freaking quote so what I am referring to if anyone wants to go and have a read um it is a (laughs) A psychoanalysis study that I found. It's called Decentering and Related Constructs, a Critical Review and Metacognitive Processes Model. I'll post like the link somewhere for you guys to have a read. It is like a um, an academic study, um, but it is very interesting. That's what I'm referencing to, by the way. So I'm not just pulling this shit out of my ass. Mm. <laughs> it is on the internet. People have studied it. Um, But this is an amazing quote that I've taken from that as well. Um, People can be both actors engrossed in the unfolding story of their mind's experience of the world, as well as third-person observers of that subjective experience. So that's kind of like I can act out my thoughts and my emotions and be kind of like what my thoughts and emotions are, but I can also observe those thoughts and emotions coming to me Mm, it would be like an interesting question to ask like have you guys the listeners have had that happen to you or have or do you just kind of like act out your feelings and your emotions or have you ever had that moment where you take a step back and be like whoa like you just said that or you Mm. just did that or you, you're feeling mm. this and you're observing it. Have you guys had that moment? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Um, DM us. <laughs> we love the DMs. So going back to like how do we decenter ourselves from fear, the actual meaning of decentering is the ability to step outside of one's immediate experience thereby changing the very nature of that experience so exactly what uh Charmaine was just saying like actually realizing you're having those fearful thoughts rather than acting out on those fearful thoughts and being this ball of anxiety like um decentering is kind of like stepping out of that and being like okay I'm having these fearful thoughts. What does that create in me? Uh, and why does that, why is that created in mm. me? 
And how could I possibly change that to serve me or like be better for me? Yeah, really, really full on. (laughs) There's a couple of things like um, I think like there's a few ways that we can kind of help ourselves see that and practice that. And I'm getting these ways from another study online. So there's certain ways that we can do. So say if, Charmaine, you're having a, you're having this um, anxious kind of fearful thought about being vulnerable to a friend, you know, maybe you're just uh, going back to that same fear conditioning through that same neural pathway in your brain and you're having this moment of being like, ah, I don't want to be vulnerable with this person because I'm scared and what if he doesn't like me and what if she doesn't like me? What if she does something to me? You know, that same kind of, um, uh, yeah, that same sort of Mm. feeling that you've had. So there are a couple of ways that you can kind of change that and help to create that new pathway. And I'm not saying that you're going to instantly create that new pathway. It's going to take a long time. Like it's just like learning a skill and working a muscle. The brain is a muscle. You really need to work on it. Mm. You really need to practice it. Uh, Nothing happens overnight. Uh, Like going to the gym. Yeah. Your brain doesn't just change overnight. It's through consistent, um, attentive practice that you will, um, change things. Mm. Yeah. I think this is what, for you guys who don't understand what, um, doing the inner work means, this is it. This is like the perfect example because I feel like people look at like spiritual people or like people who do the inner work constantly as like some like hippie wispy person that doesn't fucking know I don't know, like it just doesn't sound like tangible or like that yeah. anyone can just do it. But it's like, yeah, y'all, all of you yeah. can just do it. And it's important to, I think it's important to do the inner work in, in your lifetime. And have that confidence in yourself that you can change and that you're not this thing that can't. Exactly. You know, like we we all have the ability to step the fuck back and look at ourselves and be like, I, I want to be this person. What does it take for me to be that person? We can all do it. Like no one is beyond repair. That's so true. Like let's get rid of that old thinking that y- what happens in your life and how you live your life is how you're going to be forever. Mm, it's not. You can change your life in any moment, but it takes work. Like, Yes. And you need to commit to that. Put in work. Yeah, for sure. So mm. the five things that I found to kind of help decenter yourself from fear. And if you're interested in decentering, dude, it's a fucking read. Google that shit. It's really interesting. But here are some five kind of um, not easy. I won't say they're easy, but they're tangible ways to kind of create this new learning in your brain. So number one is breathe into the present moment. So when you're having this fearful thought or this anxiety, you're usually projecting into the future or you have like an antisa, I can't say that word, but you're anticipating the what if, or you're thinking like, oh man, this person's not going to like me because of this. So breathe into the present moment. You're not in that future. You're not there. You're actually here 
and not, none of that has actually happened yet. So that that's a really important thing to do. And breathing techniques uh, and mm. mindfulness techniques like yoga mm. or breathing or meditation are really good at practicing actually breathing into the moment and like um, being here, you know. Mm. Um, number two is notice your thoughts and feelings. So a lot of the time when we're having like anxiety or fear, we kind of like just be like shove it away. We don't want to feel that or like, oh, we shouldn't feel that. But I think it's important to kind of come back to yourself and be like, no, I feel scared about this or like I am worried about this and that's okay to notice that and kind of dig into Mm. why you're feeling that way. You know, what has happened in your past to make you feel scared or fearful Mm. about this certain thing? Um, Number three is reframe. So, this is a really good way of kind of like asking yourself, like, am I actually in danger? What is this trying to tell me? And what are some actual positive outcomes that could come out of me being vulnerable to my friend using your example, kind of reframing it instead of being so full on with fear Mm. and anxiety what are some actual positive things that can come out of it? And I'm not saying that this is an easy thing to do, especially when you've got a really deep um, fear conditioning from a past traumatic experience. Like these, these steps that I'm saying, they can be quite difficult, but you could just start at a very, very simple one, which is just asking yourself, actually, what are some positives that will come out of that? What could actually happen that's positive? Mm. So that's cool. Number four is allow fear to be your counselor. So these are, again, kind of looking inward about what is holding me back? Why is this holding me back? How would I feel afterward if I took the action or had the conversation that I fear? And most of the time, that answer is we feel amazing. Yeah. Most of the time when we confront our fear or we follow through with you know, being vulnerable with our friend or um, Mm. learning about snakes. Most of the Mm. time afterwards, we feel good. Mm. And so it's kind of like using that and, and um, yeah, looking at it like it's going to teach me something or it's going to make me be a better person, Um, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of like the moment of when you're like thinking there's a monster under your bed and it's like so dark and creepy. But like once you look under your bed with a flashlight, there's nothing there. Yeah. And you feel good about it. You're like, oh. Exactly. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> exactly. And talking to yourself about that too, being like, I know you're scared, but that's okay and we'll work through it together. So yeah. that inner child work and we'll fucking go into that on another podcast because there's so much to do with that as well. Um, but number five is take action and number five, taking action is difficult to get to. It is, a it's not as easy as, um, us just saying in a, in a one to five fucking thing to do. It is hard to take action and to, um, and, and to change that fearful thought, but, um, mm. through the use of those other steps, taking action will eventually happen and it may happen unconsciously. You may just realize one day, oh fuck, I'm not scared of snakes anymore. Because I've done the research and I've, you know, done these prior steps to actually overcoming that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. 
I think like through those, through those ways in like the coaching of yourself, you can create, you can firstly unlearn your traumatic fear conditioning that you initially began with. Um, You'll start to um, kind of create a new neural pathway and make that old fear conditioning extinct uh, and then hopefully overcome it. Definitely. I am the biggest advocate for working through your fears. And I have, like, I just wish that I had, like, a fear log that I could, like, write down how many fears that I've had to, like, overcome and, like, how long it took me to process it all and Mm. come out the other side being like, well, it's not so scary, you know? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And... You know, it's massive. I think we're always going to have a little fear or something pop up with us where we're going to question the what if and we're going to just all reason is out the door and all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, what about if this happens? Mm. Like, I think we all kind of had that experience with coronavirus, you know, like mm. um, it was like this global what if, this global fear. Um, but I think like if you're questioning like yourself and wanting to kind of overcome fear, definitely um, have a look at the things that we've discussed in this podcast, you know, decentering, fear conditioning, fear extinction. Um, Have a read of this study that we'll put in the podcast notes. Um, Do the research and kind of um, understand that you're not alone. Like this is a global thing. This is, you know, fear in our brain is hardwired and we need to unlearn it and relearn something new. That's so true. And I love that. We can we can be better better versions of ourselves if we choose to. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I hope you guys loved this first delving into the depths of our psyche and why we do the things we do uh if you guys have any topics you'd like us to discuss um chuck it on our facebook group going through it group if you like the podcast please share it with others and yeah continue the hype yeah if you feel like someone needs to hear this please share it with Mm -hmm. them hunted show that love thanks guys we love you bye bye Thank you.